Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our short form interview series, Catching Up With. Who do we have this episode? Former short track standout star winner, general awesome race car driver, Levi Jones, better known in recent years as a USAC official, now the person in charge of Penske Entertainment's Indy Lights series, top step of the road to Indy, brought in house here during the off season, just as the uh, the Penske organization reclaimed Indy Lights property that it owns, been run for a decade plus by the very good, very good folks at Anderson Promotions. Dane Anderson, his daughter Michelle Kish, doing an exemplary job with Indy Lights. Nonetheless, Indy Lights being brought back into the house. Uh, of IndyCar and such, Roger Penske and his team said, you know what, Levi Jones, we want you to lead Indy Lights forward. That's exactly what he is doing. So knowing that for many of you in this Cooper Tires supported Indy Lights series, Cooper Tires, of course, being one of our primary partners, the Marshall Pruitt podcast, along with the Justice Brothers and TorontoMotorsports.com, wanted to get to know Levi a little bit better myself, hoping some of you maybe learn a little bit more about him if you didn't already know and then get some insights about what's coming with Indy Lights and some of the changes, some of the acquisitions, a little bit of a primer for this new series under Penske's direction, all led by Levi. So let's get going with Levi. Hope you enjoy the show. If you haven't, check out marshallpruittpodcast.com. More than 1,200 episodes waiting for you, plus every imaginable way to subscribe. Levi, tell me about taking this role. Tell me about this opportunity. You're obviously a serious veteran in motor racing and with a bit of a shift towards the sanctioning body side with USAC, not uncommon to see high caliber racers migrate in that direction, but seeing you come across to Indy Lights slash IndyCar, part of the Penske Entertainment Group, that struck me as an ambitious move by yourself. What was it about Indy Lights that said, huh, I think that might be a good for me, timing-wise, fit-wise, uh, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at, you know, what I've done the last six years, right, at USAC uh, Racing, um, you know, with a focus on the Sprint Card Midget and Silver Crown Series, but, you know, really working with, with uh, Kevin Miller at USAC on on the whole, you know the whole broad uh, umbrella that USAC has covered in the past, or you know currently, um, different than the past, right? So many people think of it as sprint car midget and silver crown. That's it. But uh, you know, so that that growing and um, you know just by getting out there and doing it and working with the promoters at you know last year at ninety you know, short track races that we had, um, uh, working the, uh, you know, with Ray Evernham and the gang at SRX last year and, you know, just all the different things of doing racing, right. I wasn't, definitely wasn't looking for, looking for something new or different. Um, you know, unfortunately racing or fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, uh, when racing gets in your system, it's, uh, hard to, hard to get it out. Right. I mean, uh, going and working, working for the family business for, 
five years before coming back to work at USAC. Um, just racing is what I love. You know, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like a job most of the time. Um, and you know, the opportunity not, you know, talking to, to Jay and Roger about, uh, you know, opportunities, um, you know, wasn't till you know, late in the year. Um, but as we know, everything in racing happens fast. Um, you know, asked me if I was interested and, um, you know, when, when Jay Fry and Roger Pinsky ask if you're interested, uh, you're definitely interested <laughs> to see what, <laughs> what's there, right? What are, what are they thinking? And, you know, just looking at, um, all the people at IndyCar, um, that are already here, you know, a, 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 you know, most people don't realize, but a staff of about 40 full-time people at IndyCar between, you know, all the different, um, sections here. Uh, they're, they're great. And, um, you know, it wasn't like I, you know, wasn't replacing my role here. I'm not replacing somebody or, you know, something like that. It's, uh, bringing Indy lights back in house with IndyCar and, um, the IndyCar series itself is growing and more cars and bigger. And to, to be a part, um, of that, uh, was very intriguing and, you know, it's been great, right? I've been here since October, October 18th. And, you know, just being able to be involved in the kind of the, you know, the cadence of how IndyCar works from, you know, um, team manager and drivers and um, just preparing for the next season. And it, it's all this, it, you know, it's, it's all the same, but different that I did before. Uh, it's been, been great to, to see and learn how it, uh, how it's, how it works here for the last couple of months and um you know everything everything is pretty exciting on all fronts indycar and ims and imsp here so i'm i'm pretty excited use the word cadence so i know you do indeed spend a lot of time with jay fry that's one of his favorite <laughs> words right. um yeah. Yeah. so we had the uh the the schedule finally come out this week, Levi, I think, you know, teams have known for a little bit as to where to uh, book their hotels and what to plan for. But interesting to see this first schedule under Penske Entertainment's control of Indy Lights. What's on there that you like? What's on there where if you're thinking towards future schedules uh, or test opportunities, you name it, knowing your, your oval background and such, what do you see with the schedule uh, in terms of trimming a lot of the triple headers down to double headers, uh, more standalone single race weekends? And I know that there there's a decent amount of oval testing that's coming to go with the two oval rounds, but give folks some insights about what you see with the schedule that, uh, that sticks out as, as good positives for a first from Penske entertainment. Are there are any areas you go, Hmm, maybe let's think about uh, developing this a little more in the years ahead. Right. I mean, you look at this, this first schedule back, um, uh, in-house here, right? So, um, 11 events, right. With 14 races, you know, to kick it off at St. Pete, right. With, with IndyCar, I think is, is key. Um, everyone gets going. We have on the light side, we have a break, right. A little bit of a break there, um, until we get going again at Barber. But, uh, you know, once you, once we get 
once we hit Barber, right, we're, we're like two events a month, May, June, July, August, September, um, kind of works for the, works for the teams, you know, that sort of thing, logistics and financially, just, just being aware of all those things. And that's, those are things that, uh, you know, coming with my background, you're, you're coming from, you know, making it feasible for, for full-time race teams and race teams that aren't, you know, that race, their race team is not their sole, sole business. So, um, you know, keeping those things in mind, uh, making sense of it. And, and, you know, you, you look at, you could probably use, use quality over quantity, um, on these events, making them part of IndyCar weekends. Um, you go to IndyCar races now, they're, they're exciting. They're fun weekends. The, you know, people, people want to be there and it's, it's cool to be there. So, um, being, you know, being part of that, I think is, is key being in those, uh, 11 markets where we're at are key for Penske entertainment. And we hope we can, we can build on that, right? We're, we're taking everything, uh, with, with 2022, um, you know, as, as this year, like taking in all the information, what do we, you know, what works, what doesn't work, what do we think is good? What was good? What wasn't good? Um, the whole spectrum, not just, not just the races, but, uh, you know, rules and teams and, you know, how, how everything works, uh, this year. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've worked to, uh, you know, renew agreements for 2022 with, with partners that have made it work, um, in the past. And we look forward to, to moving forward with all of those, uh, you know, same people that have been part of Indy Lights over the last few years in 2022 and, and just, uh, kind of evaluate really on a weekly basis of, of how it is and what it is to, because we know, right. You look at, you look at the IndyCar series or the Indy 500, you know, so many of those drivers come through Indy Lights and it, you know, they, they learn how to do it, right. We start with the drivers and then, we look into the things um, that IndyCar teams are facing, right? To the workforce, right? Mechanics, engineers, you know, people to drive the trucks. You know, all, all those, all those things are, are. We feel like Indy Lights is a place that can cultivate racing people that will be involved in the sport forever. So, we'll just see where it goes. A couple other quick things to. Uh to throw your way Levi. So what do you think we're going to end up with? We're talking uh, car count or grid size. When we do get to St. Pete, I know that I, I was speaking with a uh, friend, Ricardo Hunkos from the Hunkos Hollinger racing team and was anticipation. He'd be back with one to two cars. Unfortunately says they're going to have to table that and come back to lights in 2023. So that's obviously a disappointment, but What's your, your, your solid idea of where we should end up in terms of car count to launch the season and hopefully maintain throughout the season? Is it still that uh, double-digit plus uh, range that we've been, uh, we've been tracking? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, you know, we can, we can look at Ricardo's situation, right? I mean, um, we've talked about that internally here, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we love to have 
one or two cars from his side um, competing in Indy Lights? Yes, but it's also not like he's not going away, right? They're they're doing the Indy Car side of things. So you know that that is our that is our goal, right? You know we have teams and people like that, you know, move up to Indy Car, but it creates a hole, and we have to just be able to backfill that that pipeline. Um, and, and I and it looks like. You know, I, I'm I'm confident in, in where we're where we're at, right? I mean, you talk to people that think ten or eleven cars. I mean, I feel pretty good about fifteen being at St. Pete. Um, you know, the testing today in Sebring, or I'm going to Homestead tomorrow evening to be there Friday for the test, and two weeks after that, they're um, you're the first week of February in Laguna, and you know, it, it looks like you know Force Indy is going to be able to test. Uh, at Laguna to be prepared for the first race with a new team. Um, you know, you got you got guys like uh, Abel Motorsports going to run a car. Um, you know, new people in the series. I, you know, just before I talked to you, putting together information to send to existing race teams that that aren't in IndyCar, that aren't in Indy Lights, that aren't even in Road to Indy programs that are reaching out and and have serious, uh, serious questions and serious consideration about, you know, getting cars and putting stuff together to be ready for 2023. So, and those are the things that, uh, we'll work on to, to make it better for the promoters of these events, the, the, the current teams just to make the races better. Um, you know, so working with Delara and, and other um, vendors that provide parts like Cosworth and and uh, Wheel Pro and and those and, you know those sort of partners the, the expectation you know of, of where we're at um, you know they they haven't built new cars for any new customers in a while so being able to be in communication with them that we expect to have a couple more through this year is uh, you know makes them excited too. That's great to hear. Curious, one of the things we've heard, read, I've you know, listened to and, and spoken about with whether it's a Michael Andretti, J.F. Thorman, Rob Edwards uh, on the Andretti side and some other IndyCar entrants who either have been, uh, hope to be, or, or could be involved in Indy Lights. Hear a lot of folks saying, wow, okay, now it's, under full Penske control, just like Roger owning the NTT IndyCar series. How do we bring lights and IndyCar closer together? What are the ways Indy lights can hopefully have more IndyCar affiliations team by team, whether just throwing it out, a uh, Dale coin racing uh, decides to, uh, do something aligned with HMD uh, slash GRG or RLL, Rahal Letterman Lanigan decides, hey, maybe we're not going to buy any Indy Lights cars or start our own team, but maybe we could have some form of affiliation with exclusive Autosport or name whatever other Indy Lights team. Curious what right. you see there, Levi, because this has always been the biggest stumbling block in limiting factor when more indie indie car teams whether it's back in the cart days champ car whatever 
in the eras of indie lights where there has been heavy alignment and relationships between IndyCar teams and Indy Lights, even those IndyCar teams starting their own lights teams, things flourish. The eras where uh, there's not a lot of bonds and strands tying the two together from the top level of co- you know college ball to the big leagues, it's where things suffer a little bit. I know it's a heck of a lot to put on your shoulders, brother, a couple months into the job, but yeah. give folks any insights there on how we do bring things closer together, which would then give more opportunities for young drivers, young team owners, you name it, to get to the Indy 500, get to IndyCar. Right. You know, the kind of my, you know, my go-to is it's, you can say what you want of what we're going to do. Right. But until you see it of what we did, right. That, that's, that's what we have to work on here. Right. So the current teams, you know, you know, through St. Pete and then all the way through, you know, the end of the year, hopefully the teams that are competing see what we did and, and how it worked. And then the teams that, that don't see how it worked and then show more interest. Um, you know, with the IndyCar side growing as well, and we all know that, you know, almost all the teams have been um, fighting to, to have enough, enough people and resources to do what they're doing there so to to take on a lights team you know if you are an existing indycar team takes space right in the shop takes takes capital and takes time and you know the being able to be okay with committing the you know space and resources and and time is probably the the biggest one because if if you're a race team if you want to do it and you want to do it correctly and do it right and, you know, be a contender to win. Um, you know, the, the drivers that are coming in to do this, they want to, they want to contend, they want to be able to win and, and prove that they belong um, in open wheel racing and, and have a shot at the entity IndyCar series and the 500 eventually. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, so to be able to do it, um, you know, we have to make it, make financial sense for everyone involved and we all know that the challenges that that has presented in the past whether it be to a team or the series or the promoter of the events um you know back my philosophy is we have to get it to where you know it it works for the the three pieces of the pie right the the fans the pay see the event um, the promoters that put on the event and then the teams and drivers that, that compete. So with you know, those, those three parts, if we can make it as, as good as we can for all three parts there, it, it, the, the end product is usually works. Last thing for you, Levi, and hopefully we'll keep talking more and more about this throughout the upcoming years. One thing Roger mentioned to me a couple days ago, was there has also been some pretty good investments on the infrastructure side with Indy Lights. I believe he mentioned a new tech pad, um, scales and such, and something about transporters and being able to have everything housed inside, etc. I know these are more the minutiae things that, again, the average Indy Lights driver or fan might not care too much about, but uh, can you share insights 
on some of these investments. And I don't know if I want to call them upgrades or just uh, going to newer things, uh, knowing that indeed uh, Penske Entertainment uh, is now running, sanctioning, and doing everything necessary to uh, facilitate the Indy Light Series. Right, and you're exactly right. I mean, it sounds like I think you said Roger kind of giving me an update on some of that stuff, but that's that shows the commitment right off the bat that people don't notice. Even teams and drivers are they're not going to notice that, but you know, just the investment and the time that the you know people already here right have, have wrapped their arms around and we've dug in uh, not only from the the tech tools and uh, you know just getting everything everything here um, at IndyCar at the uh, you know west end of the office space here the building uh, they cleared all that out in October we're able to get all of the IndyCar equipment in here we got the lights transporter and the IndyCar transporter next to each other you know with both pads out next to each other um, operate operating just like a race team right where that's your equipment you take care of it it's all proper um you know and and dan anderson and their group right they they've done a great job um you know they've had had pretty uh pretty good success and car counts um in the whole ladder system um and we just want to take it take that baton from there and and build it up with you know with the resources and the people and the the things that we can do right to to make it more like indycar from you know and talking about that you know the tech pad and the scales and the process and the tools to do it um you know we've we've built new tools and fixed stuff and repaired stuff and redone stuff and built new things um you know the, the transporter is is a I, I think it's a 2002 um you know and and we gutted it right so we're you know bill van de Sand and leading the project and the gang i mean we've all had our hands dirty on it uh, working on it and uh you know making that thing look like you know look like uh what we'd expect from anything penske is involved with when we roll into st petersburg oh man he's gonna have you out there with the polish compound and buffing wheel and oh man but hey you know we haven't uh, got to that part yet okay we, yeah <laughs> You know, the, the, everybody is just so far behind, right? I mean, you know, teams, I, I heard John Force, you know, was supposed to get a new trailer and told Featherlight he, he had to have one. So just cancel it if he couldn't have it by then. And we were trying to get cabinets redone there, but we've been able to utilize people right here in Indianapolis to get things fixed from <laughs> Vern and, guys at kirkman's to redo the back door and the lift gate and and paint here locally and getting a new wrap and then new cabinets um inside and uh redoing the flooring and just uh being ready to go sounds like a blast all right not really i can't tell you how many <laughs> off seasons in my former uh racing career were spent farting around with transporter upgrades and moving the yeah boy but right. it does tell me you're, you're stuck right in man this isn't some sort of golden parachute deal like yeah drop yeah. right in we're gonna order brand new everything all you gotta yeah. do is just yeah. just admire uh, take photos <laughs> and post them on instagram levi it's all you gotta do so it is fun then, to hear that everyone well, is uh elbows out in the off season right or what do you yeah uh, nothing <laughs> 
right? Well, looking forward to uh, seeing how things do kick off here sometime uh, soon with the uh, the new Indie Lights season, uh, first under Penske Entertainment's control, and uh, provided I'm not busy doing something else, would uh, definitely plan on uh, blasting down to Laguna for a little bit of lights testing just to check in on uh, the young boys and girls to see how they're getting along. So uh, thanks yeah. for spending some time, man, and uh, we'll look yeah. forward to uh, seeing you here soon in person. Sounds good. Thanks, Levi. Thanks, Levi.